Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magalie on a Journey. I'm your host, Magalie Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so excited about today's guest. We have Dani Barrios. She's the founder of Conscious Productivity, which is this amazing, amazing concept that we're going to go in a lot of detail about, and I know you're going to have a lot of key takeaways, yeah, to just do things a little bit differently. So, Dani, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the show. Yes, thank you so much for having me. When you reached out, I was so excited because I know we connected. We both were in that event in San Francisco, which was such a beautiful time mm-hmm. and kind of like an intimate circle of women that just got a chance to share their story. And I know I connected a lot with your story and the way that you share it. So the fact that now I have the opportunity to share it with your audience, is, it's big. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. As you said, we really connected. I think we had in like some ways similar trajectories and understandings and learnings. And so let's start. Can you, for those um, people who don't know who you are and what conscious productivity is, can you give us a little background on intro and who you are? Of course. I'm going to try my best to avoid titles because I usually I don't like that. Um, so what I consider myself is an artist of life. Like that's what I've been doing my whole life. I've been designing a life that feels aligned with me. And in order to do that, I have embarked in different projects. And those change across time. The latest one is the Conscious Productivity Collective, like you mentioned, Magali. And this is it's just something that it's, you know, fairly new, but I feel like I've been preparing for it my whole life. Hmm. It's, it's something that's been brewing inside of me, developing this concept, developing this idea of like looking at productivity from a different lens. And yeah, I feel like I'm the, at this point of my life where like everything is coming together and now I'm able to like share it with people. So that's like one of the things I do. I also have a full-time job that supports my passion. I do events. I have led retreats in the US and Panama and I do a speaking engagement. So anything that lights me up. I I do. That's a little bit about me. (laughs) I love that. That's beautiful. And what you're saying of you consider yourself an artist and you're creating all these different ways and all these different projects. I'm curious, what was like, was your childhood super artistic in that way? Like, where does this come from? Or is it something you completely developed on your own and realized like, okay, the way that my family is living life isn't how I want to um, yeah. You know, but there, I think there was a little bit of both. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. So my mom always had her business and my dad had a bakery. So I saw that growing up in Venezuela, actually, that's where I'm from. I saw that. And I think from a very early age, I knew that there was something there that I loved. Mm-hmm. And it was the freedom that they had to choose what to do with their time and how to use their attention. So I was always kind of like obsessed with this idea of like, (laughs) that's what I want to do too. That's, that's Mm -hmm. what I, that's what will like allow me to be my best self. So since I was little, I've been like questioning, like, okay, how do I do that? You know, (laughs) what are my passions? How do I create something that feels aligned with me? And I think the artistic side it's, it's actually funny because in a previous life, I went to school 
for industrial design for three years. Mm -hmm. So I've always been very artistic and creative, but I've never have I've never had like a craft, you know, like I don't mm -hmm. I don't know the paintings or drawings. I like dip my toes on that because I love exploring things, <laughs> but I don't have a specific craft. And it wasn't until uh recently that I'm like, you know, life is my craft. Mm. That's the artist that I am. Like I don't need to have a medium. I'm an artist because I design the experiences that I live every day and I'm very intentional about how I do it. And I love the life that I'm living and it's taken creativity to do that. So it's been like joining the dots of like redesigning and redefining mm -hmm. what an artist is, what creativity is and how I have applied it really through my whole life. Mm -hmm. yeah. I get excited. So. No, I <laughs> love it. I mean, you can like breathe and like, yeah, live the passion that you have around it, which is, I think one of the main things that attracted me to your story and to the way that you explained your project that we're going to dive a little deeper into. So how did this idea emerge? I know you said that you feel like you've been preparing it for it your whole life. How did it yeah. really begin? What did you start intuitively like understanding, learning, knowing to then begin creating it? Yeah, you know, it's been a collection of pieces. I see it like a puzzle, right? I've been collecting the, the pieces throughout my whole life. And one of the recent pieces that I found to like put it all together, because I don't know if it happens to you or the people listening, that sometimes you want to do all these things, but you maybe you don't know how to put it together under like one thing, yeah, right? 100%. <laughs> I'm a multi-passionate here. Like, I don't know if you are too, Magali, mm -hmm. but I just get excited about many things. And, you know, I do a lot of journaling and self-reflection. And I think there was this one time, one of my many um, existential crises, that I was like, what am I here to do? You know? <laughs> like, can you just please tell me? And I was journaling it, right? Because I do a lot of, like, stream of consciousness journaling. And it came to me clearly. It was you're here to improve the way that we live and work. Hmm. It was like a voice that I heard that hmm. I don't know where it came from. And then it clicked. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm here to do. You know, and then if I look back, now it all makes sense. You know, even though my parents were entrepreneurs, the way that they did it wasn't necessarily the way that I wanted to do it because they were still working really hard and hustling, especially, you know, coming from the Hispanic culture. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of things about like working hard and sacrifice. And they had those values and, and in them. And I, there was something that like never really clicked for me mm -hmm. in that area. I don't want to sacrifice. Like mm -hmm. I'm here to live my most magical, beautiful life. So yeah, looking back, I see that. And then, you know, I mentioned going to school for a bit for industrial design. You know, I thought that that's what I wanted to do. But going through that, it was a very complicated and time-consuming career that you had. It was the only building that was open 24-7 in my school. And people were there 24-7. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember sleeping there or barely getting any sleep and eating McDonald's because it was the only thing that I could mm -hmm. eat at that time. You know, I lived through what I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And I understood that there was a different way to do it. So mm -hmm. I think all those pieces had led me to me to design the life that I want and the experiences that I want to leave and use my time and attention in a way that feels aligned. And that's how conscious productivity came, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And just before we get into like what actually it is and um, for you to describe it, I love what you said about, you know, your family being entrepreneurs, there was a lot of sacrifice and I think I come from a similar upbringing, not in, in the entrepreneurial sense, but in the sense of like, you need to work hard. 
And then there comes a lot of, you know, worthiness tied to working hard and to doing a lot and to a day doesn't feel productive unless there's like a million to do's that are completely crossed off the list and all of that. So how and when did you start realizing like it doesn't have to be so hard? Yeah, that's a, such a great question because I, I've been there, my Ali, too, where like I, I've tied my self-worthiness to all the things that I've completed in a day. Mm-hmm. And for me, honestly, it clicked during a, a session that I had with a human design practitioner. I don't know if you've oh, heard about human design. Yeah. Right. And, you know, within the human design tradition, I'm a projector. And for those who don't know, projectors, one of the things that characterizes us is that we need a lot of rest. Right? We need a lot of rest. We need a lot of self-care. And, you know, regardless of human design or not, I think that was the first time that I heard externally that I had permission to rest. <laughs> <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And it felt so good. Like, I remember feeling so light afterwards mm-hmm. because I was like, wow, I've taken away the permission to rest for me for so long because I thought that I just have to keep going. And to hear and be um, validated that like, actually, you will do your best work when you're rested. I was like, that was such a mind shift for me, you know, it's like, what? we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm also, I think I'm a splenic projector. I think that's my human design. I can't remember exactly, but for sure. I heard the same thing of like, you actually get tired more easily and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think At first, I was like, I saw it as a negative thing and feeling almost like, oh, why am I weak? And then I was like, wait, no, that's just a limiting belief. Let's rephrase that. So I love what you said. I also want to go back to when you said that you just like heard this. I did a beautiful temazcal in Ecuador. My That's where my husband's from. And mm-hmm. um, at the end of the ceremony, I heard the same thing. I was like, I'm here to heal and to help others heal. And so mm-hmm. I connect so much with that just hearing and knowing. And Mm -hmm. I also know that there is a journey between hearing that and then actually creating what it is that we're meant to be creating. So maybe what was that journey and then eventually what is conscious productivity? Yeah, you're, you're right that there is, there is a journey there between like knowing that you're here to do something and then taking the steps to to actually take action towards that because I think maybe sometimes we know it but we feel like our life circumstances are not mm-hmm. there yet yeah. <laughs> for us to be able to do it but one of the things that I have I've learned to embrace in my life is that when I hear those like pings from the universe or from your guides understanding that I don't have to jump right into it and like drop everything that I'm doing to go take care of that. But knowing that there's a more gentle way to go about it. So, you know, when I heard that, I was like, okay, what does that mean? How can I do it? So I started doing more internal reflection Mm -hmm. about what that would mean. And I started collecting the, the puzzle pieces for that, right? Like, okay, I have so many systems for productivity and I've been doing it in a way that feels more spiritual than what usual productivity is like. And I've read so many books throughout my life. Like, you know, we have voices like Carl Newport and the mm-hmm. work we have, you know, typical like the four hour work week. But I was like, I, I've been doing it, but I've been doing it from a more spiritual and self-reflective mm-hmm. side. And 
I think that's where I can provide a value to bring that softness, that kindness, that gentleness. So I started imagining what that could be. Mm. And, and then the idea of conscious productivity came to me, you know, like, how can we put a spin to productivity so it doesn't feel as toxic and hacking and hustling as it can often feel? So doing that um, was the first thing, a lot of reflection. And then I started to develop what that could be. Like, what, what would be my mission? Then? What would be my values? Mm -hmm. What would be my offerings? How can I craft resources? I see it more like I'm the vessel for this idea that uh, knocked on my door. And now I'm just like at its service. Like, okay, <laughs> use me. Like, I'm here. <laughs> you know? I love that. And I loved what you said about the like more spiritual approach to it. I think it's even, if I could say, like a more feminine approach to productivity and to looking at it in that way. Because you mentioned the four-day work week. Like, that's a very okay, delegate, maximize, right? Like you're still trying to squeeze the juice out of it, whereas your concept is so different. Yeah, I think that's what was missing for me in the productivity in the productivity area. And I, I tried to find resources and I just mm -hmm. couldn't find it. So I was like, I need to make them then. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, and, and that's what it is really, like at the heart of conscious productivity, we're not really doing it to like get the most work done We're doing it because we love doing what we love and we want to find a way to do it that aligns with who we are. Mm. So at the center of it is being intentional with your time and your attention. Like if I could put it in a short sentence, that's what conscious productivity is, being mm. intentional with your time and your attention. I love that. That's so beautiful. We can all use more of that. So then knowing that, how do you go about it? What is it actually like practically? What does it look like? What are the concepts that you've developed? Of course, man, I can talk about this for days. So I'm just like trying to, you know, some thoughts. I'm like, where do we want to start here? It's both, right? It's like a framework where you can use to understand a different way to implement productivity in your life. But it's also very practical. Like I'm a dreamer and I'm a practical person too. So I, I like to bring those two. Um, so from the framework level, I've been developing the concept, right? I'm like, okay, so what does it mean? And I came up with five pillars of what I believe conscious productivity is. And those are mindfulness, intentionality, energy management, self-awareness, and continuous learning. That's what they are right now. They can change. So, you know, as I collect more information, they might change. But that's what I, that's what captures mm -hmm. um, how you can start implementing it. Because then it gives you a framework for understanding the pieces of it mm -hmm. and how you can start bringing that into your life. So we can dive deeper into each of the pillars or how do you want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. I think that was such a beautiful part of, Um, the event that we went to, like for you to talk a little bit about each, I think is so helpful. Yeah. So, you know, if we start thinking about the first one, which is mindfulness, it's all about being present in the moment, mm -hmm. right? So it's about also like radical acceptance. Mindfulness is, is that is that state of being in the now. And that is something that to me was missing in productivity for so long because it's all about like, planning for the future and okay, I'm going to divide everything, mm. you know, my day into like this blocks and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And like, actually you can get things done that matter when you are present in the moment and you check in with yourself and you ask, what is it that I'm here to do right now? 
you know, you like drop a little bit of the structure that we tend to create or the rigidity that we tend to create mm-hmm. and we drop into the now to serve whatever is it that the work that you're that you're working on and I know it can sound very open and like okay but how do I do this in my day-to-day life mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of research on mindfulness like we know, I'm sure, you know, your, your listeners have heard about it, you know, enhance cognitive function, reduce stress, improve focus. So if you look at the pragmatic side, mindfulness has been around for a while and now we're starting to study it. And it's as easy as implementing some like deep breathing exercises mm-hmm. into your day to drop back into your, your body. And that's actually something I do before I have a meeting when I'm like very excited. Like today, <laughs> I like took a couple of minutes before connecting with you, Magali, and your audience to just like breathe, sit down, mm. ask myself, like, how can we bring ourselves back to the moment? So that's the mindfulness that we're talking about in conscious productivity. And then we have intentionality, which this is something that I absolutely love. And you can stop me at any time if I, you know, if you want to. I will, for sure. But keep going. This is great. <laughs> um, intentionality, it's all about bringing alignment mm-hmm. with what and what you're doing. Because we can be productive towards the things that we're not really wanting to do or like we know that don't, don't feel right to us. So it's really about going back to your core and your essences of, okay, I'm doing this because, right? It's having that bigger why of um, I'm being intentional. I'm choosing to do this. You know, even with my job, I have a full time. I can bring that intentionality into my everyday life by just choosing how I want to show up every day to every meeting, to everything I do. So another practical example of this is right before um, connecting with you in this podcast too, I have I have several tools, but I have this uh, deck center that I use that I love and I pull a card you know mm. like how am I being invited to show up today mm. and the card that um, came in was turning in Aww. so yeah it's that thought of like you already have the answers like don't overthink it mm. just observe your mind so that's a great example of intentionality right it didn't take more than five minutes for me to do that but it centered me so that I knew how I wanted to show up when I came here. And you you don't need a deck to do that. You can just take a moment to ask yourself, how do I want to show up? You can, I call it essences. And I learned that from a mentor. And it's just an essence, like choosing an essence and keeping that word in your mind as you mm-hmm. show up in your work. I love that. And what about, I mean, as I'm thinking, I'm like, yes, I can, I have the flexibility and ability to implement all these things in my life and the way that I've created it. What about somebody who has like literally, and this is my old self, back to back meetings of like, you know, sometimes you might even start at 6am till 6pm and it's like, go, 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 barely time to eat. Like, how can somebody like that with that kind of schedule, and maybe it is somebody that also has other things on the side, whether it's like beautiful kids and family or other projects, how can they bring intentionality when maybe sometimes they feel like they're just being pulled every direction? Yeah, that's such a good question because I think that's the culture that we live in, unfortunately, right? Like that's that's the reality for a lot of people. I think first, really, it it is doing our best to find a little bit of silence, even if you don't do 
anything in that in those silent moments um because the way i see it is that when you when you're operating from that space where you don't have time or you feel like you're running from a place to another just finding a little bit of space to stop and get you back to zero it's what's going to like bring you bring awareness on like what's next because really if you're operating at that level and working so hard and like not having enough time in your day for yourself and your family there's a bigger question that that needs to be asked right it's it's not you know we can put we can implement some of these tools to find a little bit of a better balance in life but really it's going back to is this something that I really want to do for the rest of my life? Because unfortunately that's not sustainable. You mm-hmm. know, that that's not, um, that's how we get to burnout. That's how we get to a place where then chronic illness comes because, you know, stress creates inflammation, inflammation creates chronic illness. So we're talking about a bigger issue here. And I think just bringing a little bit of silence into your life, even if it's two minutes before the meeting, just taking a deep breath, mm. you know, centering yourself. That will bring you, that would make you want more of that. And then you're going to find ways to bring it. You're, you're like tasting and you're like, oh, I need more. Mm. And then you start making other choices to, to change that. I'm curious to think, what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you, come, you came from a place where, you know, it was really fast. And I'm curious to see like how that journey was for you. Yeah, I think for me, it was too long. It was like, I think, as you said, it's not sustainable. I think sometimes in some career paths, it's like, all right, I know I've got a year or two to like crank it out and then, you know, it'll be a bit more relaxed. Or I think when you're a part of a high growth or fast growth startup, and I was really pushing at that intensity for about six years and I started having inflammation. I had a lot of gut health issues and I remember I went to see during the pandemic, we moved to Florida for a bit. My um, husband's family uh, lives there. And I found this beautiful body worker. Uh, She does a lot of Qigong and a lot of craniosacral therapy. And she was like, you know, this is how cancer starts. Like, she's very direct. And she was like, you know, this is like the continuing of going. She's like, these are your cells. For those of you listening and not watching, I'm just like going really, really fast with my palms. And she's like, the more speed you bring to them, like, this is cancer. This is how cancer gets created. Mm -hmm. And I want to put a disclaimer here that I am not saying you are responsible for your chronic illness if you have it or if you know somebody who has it. This is just my personal journey. And it was a really beautiful wake-up call for me when I heard somebody telling me that because the thing is, deep down, I was feeling it. And I wasn't giving myself that permission to being like, wait, I actually want to stop. I need something else. I need to move on to something else. It's also like as a startup founder, it was my baby, you know, like, and I had my whole team, like I cared so deeply about these people, also about our clients and our projects. And so, and my co-founders, there was a lot of like, I don't want to disappoint them, but I know that for me, it just wasn't the path to continue. Mm -hmm. And I think- for those who might be like in a state of, oh my God, I'm go, 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 go. I think what you said of taking moments to pause helps you really understand if this is where you want to keep going or not. And Mm -hmm. for some of you, it might be like, yeah, I want to give it everything for another two years because it's going to get me to whatever goal. And then I get to, I don't know, have more impact, have more influence, like whatever it is. And that's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's bringing that intentionality and that consciousness to it, right? And that we feel like we actually have a choice as opposed to like, 
I felt like I was a puppet and the world was like playing with me. And I was kind of like, okay, I got to keep going. And that moment of pausing allowed me to realize it's no longer what I wanted. Yeah, that's such a good point of if you're there at that moment when you, you feel like you're, you have to push, but you're being intentional about it. You're like, no, like I actually need to go hard in this next two years because I know that this is going to get me somewhere. But if you're doing it from a place that you know that it has an ending, like a, you have a meaning yeah. and a reason behind it versus going into automatic pilot mm -hmm. of, oh, I'm just going and I don't know when this is going to stop. Like those are such different places to be at, mm -hmm. right? Choosing to be here because you know that there's a reason versus not choosing anything else because it's the only thing that you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good differentiation to make. And I'm so glad that you brought that point because I don't want the people out there who are like pushing hard, but feeling amazing doing it, you know, to like question anything if they know that that's their path. But if you are in the other side of the spectrum where you're like, no, I'm, I'm pushing hard and I really don't know when this is going to stop. Then I think that's when the deeper questioning begins mm -hmm. and start making smaller choices. And, you know, the way that I can relate to that is very early on in, me, in my career when I, like I told you, studying industrial design, it was such a demanding career. My health, you know, I was having migraines every day. I was so stressed. Mm -hmm. And I remember having finally a summer off from that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to interview people that are doing this and I'm going to see what their lives are like. I want to see if I want to live their life. Mm. And the moment I saw you doing it, I was like, I'm out. Like, I cannot. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way of understanding yeah. what you're actually working towards and if it is what you want or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So what's the next pillar? Yes, the next one's one of my favorite ones, and it's around energy management. Oh yeah, this is also my favorite one. Yeah, because we we when we think about energy, you know, we often think about like our physical body, right? Like the energy that we have, or maybe some people might think about the spiritual energy. But I read in this one book, which the name is escaping me right now, but I'll send it to you so we can put it on the footnotes. But they describe energy in these four different levels, and they did physical energy, emotional energy, mm -hmm. mental energy, and spiritual energy. So it's such an interesting way of looking at it because the way I imagine it is like you have these batteries somewhere in your body. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a physical place, but you have these batteries on your life. And in order for you to function at your best, they probably need to be filled out most like you know more than half um so you can actually function well and if we divide those you know we start with like the physical energy right we become like a holistic circle like it all fits into whatever you're creating um your physical energy it's so important because it's like the mechanical body that keeps you going we cannot ignore that right and it's that you know having enough sleep having enough rest hydrating, you know, like watching your routines and the habits that you have. So we often don't equate that with productivity, but that's part of it. Because honestly, if you, I'm sure um, people have felt it, like not having a good night of sleep, then the next day you feel foggy, you're not like really there, you're not going to have a good time. So we often overlook the importance of that for creating the life and the projects that we that we're working on or just working in general. So physical energy is one of those. And what I personally like to do is know 
what are my negotiables and non-negotiables when it comes to my physical energy. And this changes for everybody. And that's something that I love about conscious productivity, that I'm never going to give you one size fits all Mm. approach because that doesn't exist. We are such complex and beautiful and magical beings. And there's no way for me to tell you this is the only way. Right. Every time I hear that, I'm like, okay, I'm out. Like that's that's (laughs) me too. Um, So yeah, physical energy is going to be different for you than it is for me. Mm -hmm. So it's being aware of what feels right for you. For me, that's getting at least seven hours of sleep at night. Like I'm going to try my best to do that if I can. And if I don't, then how can I... How can I work rest periods in my day, even if it's just 15 minutes? There is this um, podcast that I listen to. His name is Huberman, and the podcast is Huberman Lab. I'm sure you've heard about mm-hmm. it. And he talked about non-sleep deep rest. And, you know, it's just like 15 minutes of a guided meditation that you can do to bring yourselves back into energy. So even when I don't get enough sleep, because, you know, life happens, you cannot control life. You know, just bringing those little things back into my day to make sure that my physical body is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Then mental energy, we have that too, which is our cognitive function, you know, the energy that we derive from our mental processes. And those can be affected by your environment. Like we know that there is research around where you work and the environment that you create around your workspace that can, you know, either enhance creativity or, you know, decrease focus. So for me, that's what feels best for, you know, to work with. Like what, what can I do so that my environment really flourishes my like mental and creative abilities? So for me, that's like keeping my desk clean. Also, um, I try to find times that I can have not like focus time. So try to not, not like meetings through certain times. And I know that not everybody can do that, but I think it's knowing what really brings us those creative juices and those focus juices Mm -hmm. in your brain and doing the applying a little bit more of that into your life. I've also started playing with nootropics, which uh, they're called smart drugs and nothing illegal, but it's compounds that help like chemically uh, your brain to focus more or have more clarity or have more energy. Mm -hmm. So I, it's a lot of testing really, like what feels right for you and what's going to ultimately be aligned with, with what you're trying to create. Then we also have the emotional energy. And, you know, I come from a psychology background too, after, you know, realizing that my career was in industrial design, I like immediately jump into psychology because I'm like, no, what I really want is to understand how our brains work. I love that. <laughs> and emotions are such a big part of that. Emotions can really drain our energy or feel our energy. So, Anytime that I know I need to put my focus into working, I have a long day full of meetings, or I have to um, be creative and come up with the next workshop, I make sure that I touch base with my emotions to see how I'm feeling that day. And I don't have to change any anything, but just being aware of mm. what is it that's happening in my emotional body can really be a powerful thing um, when it comes to productivity and then the final piece of that energy management is a spiritual energy and that is derived from your value alignment from from your purpose there is a book that i love that i'm 
it's, it's thrown around in the personal development world a lot, but it's a man's search for meaning mm-hmm. by Victor Frank. Yeah. And that book summarizes that spiritual energy, right? It's like mm-hmm. when you have a purpose, when you have a why, somehow you have more energy to keep going, even in circumstances that feel like are impossible. Mm-hmm. So that's the part about energy management that I like being aware of all those levels and being like, okay, you know what? My spiritual energy is really high right now and I feel really good, but my physical energy is not that great. So maybe I need to rest a little bit before I dive into this next thing that I have going on. Or, you know, my emotional energy is really low today and my physical energy is really high. How can I adjust? Like, what can I focus on that, you know, might not require a lot of my creativity or my focus? Because I know that emotionally I'm not there. So, yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, I think for me, the reason it was, it it is one of my favorites is because, and again, I'm very lucky that I have the privilege to totally shape my own schedule. But there is days like I was, we were meant to be doing this podcast earlier this week. And then I um, had a little heat stroke after our, our beautiful hike that we did with my husband. And so I was like, okay, I need to reschedule. Um, you were kind enough to accept and be flexible. And so we moved it. And it took me like two days to really rest and feel better. But then there was a moment where I was like, okay, now I have like three days to get done the things I wanted for five days. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, I might not get everything done, but actually I had so much more energy because I gave myself the time to really rest and recover. And then I was like, kind of almost like anxious to get things going. And like, I was so excited, you know, in a anxious in a really positive way. I mean, like just full of energy. So yeah, I think I really, really connect with that because the other thing I personally think is as women, as our cycles change and as there is different times of the month where we have more or less energy and it's like one, I heard um, a long time ago in a podcast how like during our flow, so in the first days of our period when we're bleeding as menstruating women, like having really like simple tasks to just kind of like do. So it's like, personally, it's when I do like my finances and my accounting, like the things that I don't enjoy honestly doing, but in that time, I'm like, this is the kind of energy I can bring to this moment in my month. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's something that I personally want to explore more because it's been like a a thing in my mind and it happens every month. Right. Mm -hmm. And you feel it like you feel the highs and lows. And I think that goes in that physical energy part of like understanding what and when and how uh, things work best for you. Similar to you that those like flow days, I'm definitely doing the admin tasks. I'm like, okay, I gotta like do my accounting right now. (laughs) Do emails and yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Right. And then in the times where you're like, if you're, you know, doing retreats or whatever, like if there's a way to look at that and to plan that more in the ovulation time where you're like, look at me, I'm beautiful, I'm amazing. Like I totally want to do this and be here. I think it's something that people are talking more about. And it's like we're learning more about just ourselves as women, which is really beautiful. But yeah, I think that's a, another aspect that I really connected to with the energy management. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for bringing that perspective. And then the last two pillars of conscious productivity, just like tied it all up, are self-awareness and continuous learning. 
So um, they're kind of connected and we've been talking about them uh, lightly through all the other pillars because it's not like they're separate, right? They're all kind of like flowing together the way I see it. And, you know, the self-awareness part is what we've been mentioning about, like taking the time to actually reflect on what works best for you outside of all the noise that you hear in social media, in, you know, mainstream psychology and all the things that are like, oh, like you have to try this. This is like the way that you can do it. It's like, okay, I'm going to try it. But if it doesn't feel good, um, I'm not going to do it. And a perfect example of this is the whole um, boom that happened a a while ago with the five. It was like the Miracle Morning Routine. I think it's the the book. And it's like, okay, if you wake up at 5 a.m. and you have two hours to do everything that you need to, you're going to have an amazing life. And you're going to like, basically, you know, that's the way. So I saw a lot of people because I, I was working with clients for it that were so frustrated because they couldn't get up at that time or they didn't have two hours to do their routine or, you know, they're like, oh, I just, I, I know that if I wake up early, like I'm going to have like, no, it's, it's about finding what works best for you. Like you don't have to wake up at a certain time to have a wonderful life. If that works for you, that's amazing and great. But if it doesn't, like, how can you bring awareness into what is it that you can do within your current routines? I think I bring a lot into the picture too, is like acceptance mm. that it doesn't have to be perfect. Your productivity routine doesn't have to be perfect. You can accept where you're at and you can take small steps towards getting where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of kindness and radical acceptance, right? To be like, yeah, I'm here and this is not where I want, but I'm going to take little steps to change it along the way. And I think that's what has brought the most transformation into my life, really sitting with whatever is it that I'm that I'm struggling with at the moment and accepting it, understanding it, and then finding little tiny steps that I can take to make it feel a little bit more aligned. Mm-hmm. And you see, you see how the compound interest of those little actions have such a big impact later on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love that you <laughs> said it's like a flow as opposed to just like separate pillars, because when you were just talking about the self-awareness one, I think I connect so much that one with the intentionality because it's like, you can be intentional unless you're self-aware and vice versa. And the things of like, okay, I'm not, I'm frustrated at where I am right now, but what is the intention that I'm going to bring to it? Is it, okay, it's a certain period of time. I just got to get through it. Is it actually, I really don't want to be here. And like, I need to take steps to make it different. I really love that you said it's more like a flow as opposed to these separate entities. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like play with like a structure and freedom to of like, yeah, we have a, a framework that we can look at it, but it's all actually like all connected and we're all one. <laughs> so, um, and you know, the last one is continuous learning is that mm. feedback loop of, you know, I'm going to try this system. I'm going to try, for example, in the mindfulness area, there's so many different types of meditations that you can try or breathing exercises So it's like testing for a certain amount of time and then checking in with yourself to be like, does this work for me? Do I need to change it? Do I need to try a different modality? Kind of like giving yourself permission to look at this journey of productivity with the lens of, you know, I'm actually a scientist and I'm trying to explore all these different hypotheses of things that could potentially work. And I'm going to be taking notes along the way to see what works best Mm. without having a preconceived notion of, 
this has to work or this is not going to work. You know, it's having that mindset of I'm just exploring, like I'm just playing with my life and seeing what comes out of it. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love this. I'm so excited that you were able to like walk through each pillar and go a bit more in depth for people to, yeah, understand. I'm curious, what is your hope, dream with this concept? Like what can people look forward to? And also if somebody wants to start applying it, how can they do that? Yeah. So, you know, my hope is to spread this concept to as many people as I can, because I think just being aware that there is a different way of doing things brings a lot of curiosity into mm -hmm. your life and expansion, even though, you know, like you said, like you have the privilege right now, Magali, to like do your schedule, right? To like manage your time. Um, I have a full time and I have my project. Like I have less flexibility, but I still, you know, I, I work remotely. I get to travel. I get to do these things. So, but it was, it wasn't always that way. Mm -hmm. I had to first realize that it was a possibility for me. And then I started taking the steps to change it and align it. Right. So I think just, being that example of like, hey, you can live a life that's different, like come here, you don't have to continue to hustle and fall into this automatic pilot that a lot of people are at. It's it's such an expansion for, for I know it was for me and I know it can be for others. So being that, that I, I would love to be that place where you can go and you can see examples of people living this life, examples of resources and tools that you can use. In the future, doing more retreats. I've done two retreats, one in Panama and one in the U.S. And mm -hmm. I just love creating that space for people to come together and reflect and have these deep conversations about life alignment and signing mm -hmm. routines. <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I see it. And then I'm also open to letting it be whatever it wants to be. I know I don't have all the answers, so I'm just, you know, walking along the journey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. And where can people find you? Where can they like learn more about the concept if they're curious? Yeah. And I, before we, we do that, I know you mentioned practical things that you can use. Um, one of the things that I would invite anyone listening right now to do is to think about those five pillars, right? And maybe identify one that you want to focus on at mm -hmm. this moment. You don't have to do it all at once. Um, so what is it, you know, your energy management, your mindfulness, your intentionality, your self-awareness, or your testing, like what in those areas are you feeling more called to explore more? So you can pick one of those. And then within those, you can start looking, for example, if it's the mindfulness area, you can start implementing breathing exercises like mm -hmm. we were talking about just before working, or if it's intentionality you can start testing that sample of setting an essence before something that you do and I have a lot more practical tips like that on my um you know right now my Instagram is the little house that I'm putting all those resources um so you can you can search at at, at conscious productivity and you'll find uh, a little bit more into practical tools so you can put together you can also just contact me via um conscious productivity and you can ask me any questions that you have I'm always happy to dive deep with you and um you know help you meet you where you're at <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and you provide such like useful tips um already um on that page and um I mean there's so much more that I want to get into and we'll have to do a part two at some point for us to uh dive into like also I know that you have 
this really cool uh, way that you look at a productivity stress triangle. And people can find out more for now on the page, but we'll definitely have to (laughs) do a part two. So we end every episode with a little like rapid fire, um, same questions that we ask everybody. It's not that rapid. Uh, It's called that, but then you don't have to feel rushed. (laughs) But the first one is, so you know, this podcast is called Unlock Your Vitality. So how do you unlock your vitality these days? These days, I am unlocking it by connecting with the essence of play. That has been my theme this year. It is not something that came uh, natural to me. So just finding times of play. That could be singing out loud in my car when no one's around. You know, that could be dancing, like playing music in my house and just dancing around. Or, um, you know, having like creative dates with myself. Sometimes I take myself out on a date on a coffee shop. I bring whatever I'm feeling called to bring and I like like write or uh, draw, whatever I'm feeling, just play like a kid. Hmm. I love it. That's so beautiful. The next one is what are you saying no to these days or what have you had to say no to lately? I'm saying no to places that don't support my expansion. Hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. The next one is what is on your nightstand? Right now, I think it's pretty empty. There is a light there and that's it. (laughs) I love it. That goes back to how you said that for your mental energy, you have clean spaces. We've had um, last a few podcasts ago, uh, I asked this question and she was like, I just moved in. I don't have a nightstand. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting for me to also think about like people's routines and and night routines. And um, yeah, that's why I like to ask that question. The next one is, if you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? I think it would be to trust that what I'm feeling is aligned with the future that I want to create. Mm -hmm. And that if I follow those things, I'll get there. Even though it sounds crazy sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that trust. So important. I think all of our younger selves could have used more of that. And then the last one is what is one habit? It could be like a tiny little thing that you've incorporated in your daily routine that has made a big difference in your life. Two things come to mind. Journaling, 100% uh, night and day difference of the connection that I am able to cultivate with myself and with the universe, uh, however you want to call it, just taking some time to write and journal and do it without any expectations of it has to be a certain page number. It has to be a certain time. Like I just do it when I feel like doing it and I write what comes through and I get so many insights from just that practice. I have like 20 or 30 journals with me that I've been, you know, feeling out throughout the years. And then the other one, we talked about the essence setting. So Um, really taking the time to be intentional with what I do, usually meetings or even throughout my day. I'm like, how today I want to show up in expansion. What does that mean? Okay, we'll we'll take a look at what that means today, depending on what I have going on. But just in that one word to guide me through my actions has been also amazing for me to implement. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Danny. This has been so wonderful. I mean, it's gone by so fast. I feel like I could have talked to you for another two hours. I really hope that people can, yeah, that we can continue your mission of spreading the word. It's really a big source of inspiration. Um, and I think a lot of people 
can continue to use some of those pillars and think a little bit more about, yeah, some things that they can like change in their day to day. And I definitely think there is so much our society needs to change uh, in the way that we think about productivity. So thank you for bringing light to that part of the world for us. Thank you for the space and for the time. Super happy to be here. And I hope that everybody that's listening, if there is like one thing that you take, make sure to like write it down and keep that in mind. That that message is going to be different for everybody. But there's something that resonates. Trust it and be curious about following what that is. Mm, I love that. Thank you again. And thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye.